0: If your video is about tea, start with tea and talk about tea. Don't start with, hey guys, so I'm on my way on the bus to a different part of the city where I'm going to go meet some friends and then later get into the, oh, and I'm going
1: to have some tea. Welcome to the Global From Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice. And now, your host, Michael Nicolini. Today's podcast is brought to you by Aurelia Pay. I use them personally for sending money to my Chinese suppliers from Hong Kong. It's a cross-border payment solution between China, Hong Kong, and Southeast Asia. So when I need to make a payment to a Chinese supplier, I just hop online to place the remittance, pay to the Aurelia Pay's Hong Kong-based bank account, and Aurelia Pay will settle RMB within the same business day. So check them out online at www.areliapay.com, A-U-R-E-L-I-A-P-A-Y.com, or check them out linked in our show notes. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to our Global From Asia, podcast number 206. We are almost at Christmas. and my editor, was add some Christmas jingle to this one. I know it's not politically correct in today's crazy world to say Christmas or happy holidays, but I have friends from all around the world. And I think Christmas is more about more than religion. I think it's about being with your loved ones and your friends on this special time and i'll a lot of people ask me if i'm going back to the states i'll be here and you uh, here in china for christmas maybe another hot pot like thanksgiving but it's more about the people you're with of course i miss my family especially my parents and my sister back in america but you know i have a, a great family here and i'm very fortunate and i hope you are also fortunate we should all be. I mean, we're, we're living. We're, we're able enough to listen to this audio podcast on some amazing technology device. So let's uh, let's be appreciative. And, and also, it's year-end. Reflect on what we've done this year. Think about next year. Also, uh, I will be back to the States. Haven't been back since October 2015, but I mentioned a little bit earlier other shows. Come back into Florida on February 8th, february 1st to like the 19th or so depending on time zones and i'm going to host a china business workshop for a day and a half in miami if you want to check that out chinabusinessworkshop.com slash florida for all that detail that is an intensive uh, hands-on training we got claudia working with me on that in florida i'm excited for that and and others so we'll also be going down colombia with esteban we're working on a special project down in colombia stay tuned for more it's very early stages but global formation is growing and appreciate everybody listening and supporting and engaging so i hope we can we can all do what we want in our life and in 2018 it's going to be a fresh new slate okay and enough for this intro let's get into this week's show it's a fun one actually it was a it's done on video i'm trying to get more video content so it's already on youtube if you want we'll embed it into the show notes i hope it works on your podcast player it's with it's the second time we're bringing him back winston sterzel or serpent z a or z a for south africa he is a south african media mogul here in china as china's first vlogger and uh not just first, but also very consistent with great content on YouTube and in video format about China and travels and culture. And I was fortunate enough to catch him in Shenzhen. And we did a little interview about how he has grown such a YouTube following here in China, especially since YouTube is blocked. I think this podcast is also blocked, but we got to enjoy what we're doing. And he definitely enjoys it. If you want to watch it in a video format, you can do that as well. We had a run-in with security. We had to make some moves, so there's some cuts in the middle of this. But enjoy, and it's time for dinner over here. Family's calling, and uh, again, happy holidays. Let's tune into the show. We're here in Mixi, Shenzhen, with the China's first vlogger, Winston. Yep. Serpent ZA, that's me. Yeah. Welcome, welcome, man! Thanks cool. for coming on the show.
0: Absolute pleasure. It's really nice to to meet you again.
1: So. Yeah, yeah. You were one of our popular shows on episode seventy eight of the podcast. Right. Yeah, yeah, I
0: remember that was over <laughs> Skype. Huh? Yeah, we did a Skype yeah.
1: one, and we talked about business partners in China, and you opened yeah. up quite a bit. So uh, I always appreciate you sharing. Yeah, no so problem. For those, so you're you're like China's first vlogger or video blogger. Yeah, that's right and uh 2008 was when it started yeah actually
0: i started my channel in 2006 but okay. i uploaded my first video on my channel in 2008 but i actually had a channel before that called the psp traveler where i started with uh two other friends of mine i started it they just joined me and we would kind of make similar videos to what i do now but on filming on psp cameras you know the little playstation was oh, yeah, kind of interesting yeah, yeah okay so i even did that before but yeah um it came to quite a surprise to me that you know somebody just brought it to my attention and they left a comment saying you know you're the first guy the first English language vlogger out of China ever and I was like really that can't be true and I went online and I searched and I searched and yeah it's true nice <laughs> so it's kind of a surprise
1: it's great man. Yeah, yeah it's great right? and you've been at it I mean I think that's the hardest thing is being first is important too but it's not you just not just first you're like consistent been yeah. not you at it and to 2006, so that's, like, how many yeah. years now? 12, yeah, like, 12 almost 12 it's, years.
0: It's ridiculous. You know, it's actually, the like you say, the most difficult part is to keep going. And especially since YouTube didn't pay any money, yeah. you know. And if you start now a brand-new account, you have the option to monetize your videos. You may only make, like, 10 cents a month, but you can still get money. But that wasn't even an option when I started, and it wasn't an option for five years of making videos. So the motivation was purely other people you know people leaving comments i was enjoying the feedback and so i'd make videos for the people leaving comments Okay, and that was it just basically you know that that was what drove me forward the whole okay. time Great. You know. yeah
1: yeah 你好, yeah this put here because our
0: Basically, this happens a lot, and what happens is they don't like people reporting around here. It's kind of a little weird, yeah. yeah. And they say you kind of have to go get permits to film here, which is strange because you don't actually need them.
1: Mm. But technically, we'll, we'll because keep, it's, we'll keep some of this in, <laughs> yeah, we should. We should keep it in there.
0: Anyway, I'm totally up for moving our, um, yeah. Yeah. Ha-ha. Okay, I'm totally so we'll up move- for moving, moving, because we just need to move down yeah, there.
1: We'll just keep, we'll just take another segment anyway. So. Yeah. So keep
0: us all in guys. This is China. This is what happens <laughs> in China. We'll be with you right back. All right. So, you know, it was really difficult to find the motivation at, at one point because you're not getting paid. You have to go out and film. It's, as you know, very uncomfortable to film in China because everybody takes notice and all of a sudden you are this curiosity and people will come and look at you and come and bother you and you feel very (laughs) self-conscious. So you have to go through all of that. Then you have to edit it and then find a way to upload it and YouTube being blocked makes it really difficult. Especially years ago when you didn't have pay for VPNs like Astral and Express and all those ones. You couldn't get that. So I used to have to find very difficult ways around the firewall myself. So... There were little gaps where I didn't upload for like a month or so, you know. Um, but for some or other reason, I just kept back and kept doing it. And then one day, not that long ago, about three years ago, three, four years ago, YouTube said, okay, everybody can monetize. So I could start monetizing. And little bits of money started trickling in. And I thought, you know what? Let me just go for it. And, yeah.
1: Awesome. <laughs> it's great. And then you just got your silver silver play button Play, yeah. play button. Yeah. yeah. picked it up in Hong Kong, I remember?
0: Yeah, it's incredibly... Um, well, I'm incredibly happy that I got it. It's for me it's a big achievement to think that people are actually that interested in my life and in China. You know what I mean? It's awesome. So it's yeah,
1: it's very humbling. And you've you've had some unexpected results from doing it like you're you've taken these trips in China North and South China and the US. So it's yeah, it's absolutely amazing and none of it would have been possible without my YouTube channel
0: and uh, of course the support of the big community out there that watches my videos and in fact, our new documentary, Conquering Northern China, actually just released this morning. Well, congrats. So that's, congrats. Thanks. We'll and link it up. the culmination of pretty much everything into this massive, big, huge adventure where, you know, I'm hoping people can get to see parts of China. Well, I know they will see parts of China they didn't even know existed. Like white Russian, ethnic Russians that are Chinese, <laughs> right? And of course, the North Korean border and all the weird food and the, all the culture and the stuff in between, which you never get to see because... Every time you watch a documentary about China, it's about the Great Wall or some nonsense like that, you know. You don't have to get to see,
1: like, the real countryside, you know. I agree, man. Yeah, I mean, and you do your podcasts on the bikes. Oh, yeah, That's yeah. It's awesome. It's super fun. Yeah, man. And so then, from the business side, yeah. you're monetizing through the ads. How, yeah. What are some ways, I mean, I, I think a lot of people start thinking they can make money on YouTube or videos. I think it's really hard. It <laughs> is hard. It's hard.
0: People think it's easy. Uh, like you said, but you get very quickly disheartened because you can be getting thousands of views and literally you could get like tens of thousands of views. And at the end of the month, you get like $40 or $30 or something. And then you think like, why am I putting all this time and effort promoting myself, putting myself out there, you know, editing, buying this expensive equipment because, you know, even entry level sort of cameras are expensive, it's true, right? And so people get disheartened and they usually give up especially if they have done it for a year and they still only have like less than a thousand subscribers but you know to those people i say you know you're either in it for the long haul or you're just not in it so if you think you're going to be giving up just because you're not making it where you want to make it just don't start yeah you know? that's true get in there get stuck in there make it part of your routine make it your hobby you know because then you'll never get let down when it doesn't work because it's, it's still fun
1: you know what i think of is i think of my i have kids now so i just think of them watching Hopefully, they'll like to watch at least some of them, but they can watch some of the They're videos. Like, dad,
0: stop making us watch your old videos. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the dad with the clicker.
1: <laughs> yeah, right? that's you. That's me. Like, guys, watch the video. Yeah. Yeah. But but it's it's great, and then, yeah, especially helping people see inside China because it's like, and you're not just showing them the typical China. You're you're taking them deep inside, yeah. inside China, and then, um, so monetizing. So you're purely monetizing. Oh yeah, Patreon. Um, yeah. uh, yeah, and that's, Patreon. That's it.
0: Like basically the YouTube ad money and the Patreon, which the Patreon money that I get is very often more than what I get out of YouTube, but it gives me a stability and it's what allowed me to actually start doing this full time because the money I was getting from YouTube just wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be able to support myself and my wife because, you know, I I pay for everything. Although there are people out there that have this conspiracy theory that my wife is a doctor and so she supports me. But, (laughs) you know, the thing is in China, actually, um, doctors are paid very little. They're paid less than English teachers. They earn about 6,000 RMB
1: a month, basic. They do get a bit extra, but they don't earn a lot. Yeah, I don't... (laughs) I could get into a little bit here, but I've had two children in China, so my wife's always like, we have to give a Hongbao to the the doctor. Sure. And I feel like that's so strange. It is weird. I mean, my my wife's actually just had to go through some
0: surgery recently, and even she is a doctor. She had to give a Hongbao to the doctor. It's just... Kind of a weird, you know, that bribe is. your doctor to
1: do a good job. That's, isn't it like she was crying? Like, I was trying to convince her we don't have to do that. She's like, no, we, we have to do it or they don't care.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a harsh reality of what goes on here.
1: It's insane.
0: It's yeah. insane. So, yeah, like I said, the patron has allowed me to support myself and my wife. And then anything that comes in from the YouTube ad revenue just adds to that and allows me to put more time and effort into maybe better equipment maybe traveling
1: somewhere to do videos you know that sure. kind of thing so nice and then you've done some crowdfunding campaign as yeah, well yeah, yeah. for your for, for your yeah. documentaries which man, awesome.
0: we, we needed that yeah because we used all of that money and put some of our own in at the end okay yeah
1: <laughs> but it's cool i mean it's all about i think that's the, what i think is the key is the community right yeah. Yeah. the people that are your your subscribers your viewers and people supporting you and I think that's the best way to really think about business not not just advertising but actually the people that consume the content actually support the content
0: correct I mean I love the way things are going these days because in the past people didn't really have much of a sway over what they got to see on tv yeah you like a show so you like MacGyver you watch MacGyver or the a-team or whatever it is you know I'm, I'm giving away my age here but you know <laughs> you just watch it and it comes on on a Friday night or whatever and that's it and there's no interaction but these days as a consumer, you almost get to pick and choose what you see. So I get suggestions from my patrons, which I take seriously. If they say, hey, can you do a video about this? Because they support me, I will say to myself, yeah, I'm definitely going to find a way to, you know, answer this question for them and make a video. And like we say, hey, we want to do an adventure series through the whole north of China. Do you guys want to see it? If you want to see it, you know, just fund it and it's kind of like paying up front. It's like a pre-order because you know if you backed it on Kickstarter, you get it for free anyway. Okay. So it's not like you're paying someone to have a holiday. You're paying for a service. You're paying for a show. Nice. And uh, I love the way this is going because now people are really interacting with yeah. the creators and the content that they want to see. They get at the end of the day.
1: It's really great. Yeah. So some other questions. Uh, I've been. On your, I'm a little bit out of my element. Normally no, I'm easy. doing audio, but yeah. my 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 thinking is. Uh, personal brand business brand like you know we have we actually have a couple channels so global from ages the business channel right uh do you think the face of especially in video i've heard people say if you switch to host on the videos some channels i've heard they they had a new host come on yeah. and the, the views dropped just- yeah of course
0: i mean especially youtube it's called youtube for a reason it's mm. not called corporate tube or you know tv <laughs> channel tube i mean it's all about the personality. You know that's why if you're a good enough host people connect with you. Mm. They're interested in you. That's why people actually will bother to pay me on Patreon or support me on Patreon I should say because you can look at some bigger channels than mine, much bigger channels. If you go look at their Patreon pages they're earning like 2 dollars or 0 dollars because people enjoy consuming the content but they have no connection, no real connection with the the actual channel because maybe it's a prank channel or it's a some kind of a variety show or something they don't really connect with the the actors you know so it's all about you bringing yourself out there and so you're branding yourself at the end of the day and building a community that
1: that connects with you and knows you as a person yeah it's it's true um so then it goes back into deciding the long term like some. But you could probably bring on a co-host. I mean, your wife's been getting more active. as she's starting her own channel, even? And- yeah,
0: kind of pushing her to do that because <laughs> it's. Uh, I, I kind of wanted to get into the whole video thing, so testing the waters there. But nice. You're you're absolutely right. Bringing on a co-host is a is a good idea, and it worked very well actually with uh, myself and my friend Sea mm-hmm. because we have a separate channel, which is you know the ADV China, where we get together, we make videos together there. And we each have our own separate channels because there's certain people that can't stand me and <laughs> certain people that can't stand him. But they like it when we get together because we balance each other
1: out. Got so it. they can just go watch those ones. All right, yeah. uh, that's that's a good way. I have actually another podcast, China Business Cast, with Shlomo, and I do that together. And then I have yeah, I guess it makes sense to have different type, types of content for different people and with different different hosts. And. So we talked about gear a little bit. I, I, I'm kind of getting too much gear. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I think a lot of people say gear doesn't, doesn't matter really, right? I mean, Yeah, uh,
0: quite honestly, and I've got a fantastic example of this. I have a couple of videos that I shot when I was actually up on my trip. And because I ha- didn't have a computer with me, I didn't have my fancy, well, I did have a handy cam with me and um, GoPros and stuff. But there was no way for me to get the footage off of those and edit them. So I basically shot and edited three videos entirely on my cell phone. Nice. So on my iPhone, I, I shot the videos, I edited it on the phone, I took the thumbnail photo on the phone, I uploaded it from the phone, and those three videos did incredibly well. I mean, one of them's got 600,000 views. Nice. And compared to like a video that I'd done just before the trip, which I put a lot of time and effort into, shot with really nice gear, lots of B-roll, spent days editing. And that's got like
1: sixty thousand views. So you know, it's it's really all about the content, mm. you know. <laughs> Which is the next question: yeah. is the story? Yeah. How do you? How do you? You know, I think we're just chatting before between the cuts. Yeah. How do you think of this story, or how do you? How do you build a story in your in your video? I mean, I think that's the really yeah. the big. That's the biggest job, right?
0: This is a. It's kind of an evolutionary process because if I look at my older videos. I mean, I cringe. I remember your
1: Chinese toilet one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, You are having barbecue. And, yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, you, some of us, or at least when you start, you tend to just throw crap out there and expect people to care. And people don't care, you know? So the key is to actually keep it interesting, you know? You've got to keep it succinct, short. You have to be brutal, you know? These days when I edit my videos, I may have recorded something that I think is very important, so I'll talk and talk and talk. Like a video I'm releasing tomorrow, I made a video all about Chinese cars and bikes, but I realized that most of it was about cars and the bikes part didn't really fit. So although I put in a lot of effort into filming that part, I'm just going to cut the whole bike part out. Oh no. So, you know, it's all about making it shorter, easier to consume and you have to be to the point. This is the biggest advice I can give you is if your video is about tea, start with tea and talk about tea Mm. don't start with hey guys so I'm on my way on the bus to a different part of the city where I'm gonna go meet some friends and then you know and then later get into the oh and I'm gonna have some tea no it's like cut out all the crap people don't care about you in the beginning anyway with your videos they care about the subject so if the thumbnail and the title says Chinese tea when it starts, you better be
1: sipping that cup and saying, I'm going to be talking about Chinese tea. Okay. <laughs> you know? It's yeah. true. It's, yeah. Yeah. I think I made a mistake. I can think of some videos where I had seen people told me I had too much of a, like some other topic in the video. you going going to
0: be very succinct. And it's fine to throw in a
1: little bit of something, but it's still got to stay on point, you know? Hmm. All right. So, what's what's where everybody's talking about? New Year. We're getting into two thousand eighteen. Time is flying. Oh yeah. What's uh, what's uh, what's next? What's what's on your radar?
0: Well, actually, January. I'm flying to America. Awesome. I'm going to be uh, my Corvette is still there. I, I bought <laughs> an old uh, purple Corvette, which is awesome, and it's waiting for me in Arizona. I'm going to go fly there. I'm going to meet up with my friend Sea Milk. Nice. And we're going to drive up the West Coast, and we're going to go to all the Chinatowns, and we're actually in search of the best Chinese in America. So what we're going to do is go and find the best Chinese restaurants, the most authentic Chinese restaurants, and go film the food there, and then compare it to the real Chinese restaurants here, you know? So we'll be able to say, hey, you live in California, you live in L.A., where can you get the best Sichuan food? And then, you know, we'll be able to tell them where, you know, or where can you get the best dim sum? Yeah, so your subscribers
1: back home can... back in the u.s can uh for sure experience we are surrounded by it but they they want it
0: yeah and i think a lot of people are maybe a bit too afraid to try you know maybe in the middle of chinatown some strange restaurant they've never heard of they might not want to just go wander and explore but if you can show it to them and hey this is really
1: good and tell them what to order and stuff then i'm sure they'll be more apt to do it i know when you were back in the states i've been back and i uh I'd ask for the other menu. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> they have. The, right. I didn't know that, but they have another menu sometimes with yeah, the real the Chinese, Chinese people, yeah. Because this is true. The American Chinese is, is really not no. Not and, good. And that's,
0: that's how we're going to end it, is we're going to end up in Vegas at a Chinese buffet to show what Americans really think Chinese <laughs> yeah. food is. So yeah, it's Deep
1: fried... Uh, <laughs> yeah, like chi- orange... Kung Pao orange chicken. Duck or, yeah. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> awesome. sweet and sour shrimp and whatever.
1: <laughs> Great. Yeah. So... I'm sure people on YouTube know how to find you, but for those, we have this on audio and text too. What's the best way to find find you?
0: Oh, well, it's pretty easy uh, nowadays. You can just go onto YouTube and search China. I'll pop up in there somewhere, yeah, but great. you know. My channel name is Serpent Z A, so that's uh, you know Serpent like the snake, and Z A as in sorry Z A for ZA, Americans, yeah, um, and that's actually the the country code for South Africa, which, where I'm actually originally from, which so, is cool, yeah,
1: yeah. very so good. So
0: yeah, I mean, guys, feel free to look me up if you're interested in seeing some rather uh, interesting videos about China. Anyway,
1: it's great, man. You have a huge, huge collection and uh, doing great work. So thank you, thank you, very thank you much. for so much for coming on the show.
0: It's an absolute pleasure. And uh, I just want to personally say thank you very much Uh for giving me the opportunity to come on to the show. I think you're a a great guy. And I I like what you're doing. You know, this guy... He's organizing all these events so i went mm. to his cross border yeah. summit thanks and uh i appreciate it you know you're you're a doer not a talker and you do get a lot of talkers here in china mm-hmm. um so i appreciate people like yourself cool. so thank you please keep keep going and thank you you know yeah well, we're trying <laughs> next
1: cross border summit already in april planned oh so. that's awesome april 2021 so oh well, i i'll yeah. we'll be there yeah you should make it we we'll to cool. have you there excellent okay great all right cheers cheers thanks guys and stay awesome stay awesome definitely <laughs> cheers Stay awesome. That is uh, Winston's tagline there in his videos. And I hope you guys are staying awesome. And, you know, again, this is a shorter one. Some of them are longer, some of them are shorter. I'm always getting feedback year end. I do have an email newsletter. I've been getting some great feedback and the surveys we do there and some, some small little giveaways. So if you're not on the email list already, I suggest you check it out. There's a little ebook gift as well for getting on it. And we have some getting started videos and emails included in that. You can get that at globalformasia.com slash subscribe and get in on the pulse. I decided to call it the pulse newsletter, GFA pulse. We're over 150 weekly newsletters. Now content machine for sure. Dan Norris may have the domain in a book, but man, we have tons of content here. I hope you guys are enjoying this content and I no, it's just me on this microphone, but we have an amazing team helping us here. Uh Honey Bell's doing great. Boban's doing great editing. We got Cheryl helping get the post. Mindy, it's an amazing team. Actually, I know Pat Flynn, an inspiration for this podcast, one of the guys helped, got me inspired to do this. Um, he's done some podcasts with his team. I should probably get something like that. But uh, we got so much content already recorded. I got some fun ones for the holidays that are a little bit uh, off the cuff. I'm almost nervous about publishing one of them, but we're going to let it go in through the holiday season. So we'll keep the schedule going. And thanks again for listening. Have a great day. Bye-bye. To get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.